0: Welcome to the Live Your Edge podcast. This is Gilbert Joy your host. Join me as I interview world-class performers, seven and eight figure entrepreneurs, digital nomads, and those living on their edge. Basically, living on your edge means you're constantly pushing your comfort zone, always striving for new heights. And that's exactly what we do at the Live Your Edge podcast. What does romance and business have in common? Well, no better to ask Don Williams. Don has been working for decades helping business owners and entrepreneurs romance their customers and keep them coming back for life. Don has spent the last 30 plus years working on strategy and execution with domestic and international clients. He has worked with over half the Fortune 500 companies, and he has seen some of the best, the worst, and the ugliest efforts along the way. Join me in welcoming Don Williams. Hello everyone. Welcome to the Live Your Edge podcast. I'm here with Don Williams. Don, welcome to the show. Gilbert, thank you so much for having me today. So today we are going to be talking about romancing your customer, something Don has been very experienced with after working over 30 years with small business owners and over half the Fortune 500 companies and executives. So Don, take it away. Thank
1: you so very much. So, um, 30 years ago, uh, when I was a young man and just starting out in marketing and sales, uh, like most people when they first start out, I I didn't know very much. Uh, But for the last 30 years, I've worked with primarily Fortune 500 companies, um, marketing, sales, and customer service strategies, and execution. And uh, along that path, I've seen the good, the bad, and unfortunately, I've seen a little ugly and so based on my experiences working with those clients a couple of years ago i uh, took the time and wrote a book titled romancing your customer and so today i spend most of my time uh, training and speaking on how to look at your customer from the metaphor of romance because when we play from our heart uh, we, we get it as close to perfect as is possible and um
0: so that's my story probably a lot of people wondering what what do you mean by romancing the customer can you tell us more sure sure great question so i think
1: the most motivated any person ever is their entire lifetime is not to make the sale it's not to buy the company sell the company it's generally a matter of the heart it's simply where their highest motivation is and so if you if you can put on your romance glasses for a moment and look at the customer journey at your the first time your marketing uh, is viewed or heard by a prospect that the parallel to that in romance would be the first glimpse um so uh i'm a 60 year old guy from kansas so i'll just talk from my frame of reference so the first time i saw my wife that was Uh, my first piece of marketing and all of dating and courting um, is is basically marketing and sales and then when you make that sale uh, the prospect becomes a customer and the uh, fiance becomes a spouse and so your relationship changes as it should in your company the relationship from prospect to customer should change. Though we know in our marriages, we should practice some of that dating romance that we did after we're married. And by the same token, uh, companies should practice some of that dating romance they did with their prospects when they're customers. And then the next step is that for most business owners, I'm not actually delivering The romantic experience to my customer, (coughs) pardon me. My team is uh, delivering that. And so it's important that I'm delivering uh, romance inside my family, which is my company, my team, so that um, they're delivering to my customers. And then the final piece, which ought to be the first piece, but it's really the final piece, (coughs) pardon me, is self care. Am I delivering? exceptional experiences to myself because if I'm empty, I, I can't fill others. And we know that the most successful businesses are run by um, visionaries and strong leaders and they take very good care of themselves so that they can take very good care of other people, everybody from their team to their customer to their prospect. And so so that's the basic theory behind romancing your customer. And the The other piece I would explain is this. So if everybody's heard of Net Promoter Score and Customer Satisfaction Index, CSI, MPS, um, I'm a big believer in the the wow system. And so in the wow system, if you view an experience on a scale of one to 10, 10 being the best, with my own customers, they know that I'm hoping planning, working very hard to deliver an experience that surpasses 10, that starts at 11 and goes on to infinity. And that's the wow area. And so, because I literally want to hear my customers, you know, say, wow, when they deal with me, because then I know I'm surpassing their expectations, which that is my expectation to surpass their expectations. And so here's a really good example. and, And I'll and I'll kind of march it through the customer journey. A couple of years ago, I'm speaking in Thailand, in Bangkok, and um, my wife is looking at uh, airfare. And when I come home one night, she said, okay, so I, I booked this with Emirates, and I live in Dallas-Fort Worth, so you always fly American because this is there. Home base, and they have you know half the flights out of the airport are American, but anyhow, she booked us on Emirates and she said, and included in the price of the ticket, they're sending a driver to the house to pick us the luggage up. And when she told me that, was, I was, I thought, oh, babe, you heard it wrong, it, you read it wrong, that's not really happening, but you know, great, we're flying Emirates, we've not flown them, that'll be fun. And, um, but day of the flight, she's like, well, the driver's gonna be here just any minute, and I'm thinking. Okay, that's not really happening. Um, but the doorbell rings, and there's a gentleman in a black suit, white shirt, black tie, big black Cadillac Escalade, Escalade, uh, super polite, professional guy. And he's like, I'm here to take you to the airport. And he takes care of the luggage and gets us in the back seat of the Escalade, serves us the water, and off we go to the airport. And um, on the one to 10 scale, my attitude is, wow. That was really cool. And so we we get to the airport, and he checks us in and checks the bags in. And and again, on that 1 to 10 scale, I'm like, wow, really cool. Now, I fly a lot. Um, I was in Nebraska this week. I'll be in Cancun next week working with entrepreneurs and business owners. Last year, I think I was out of the country 100 days. And so I travel a lot, a lot, a lot. So I, I'm kind of hard to impress, I think. <laughs> but. Um, I get on the plane, we get on the plane, we don't even get sat down, and the flight attendant approaches me and says, Mr. Williams, addresses me by name, and my wow goes off a little bit. Everybody likes to hear their name. And and I'm surprised that she knows my name and I haven't sat down. I'm not quite sure how she did that. And uh, she asks if I'd like to see a wine list. Well, like I said, I live in Dallas, Fort Worth, the Fly American all the time. And the wine list on American is typically, you know, we have two reds, two whites, and we're out of one of each. So it's usually the, the
0: bottled, the bottled it, wine, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. And so basically, you just say red or white, and that's, you know, they, they do that. And I'm not picking on them. But, but the flight attendant says, Would you like to see a wine list? And I, and I said, Well, I'm kind of smart, Alex. So I'm like, Well, you know, if you have a wine list, sure i'd like to see it well you know what she does have a wine list and um and it's not wine that was born yesterday and so i order a 2004 a glass of a 2004 french wine on an airplane it it and guess what my attitude is wow so so we sit down we're in the air um it's a long flight it's like 16 hours to dubai and then another seven to thailand thailand's about as far as you can go from dallas fort worth before you start coming back to dallas fort worth
0: were you flying uh you were at least flying uh business right on, yeah. On that one. yeah yeah, yeah. I also it would been a really long journey
1: yeah. <laughs> yeah fortunate enough to be able to fly up front and great very grateful for that i've uh you know i started out as a uh kansas farm boy and so i come from very humble um, roots, and I'm very grateful, uh, you know, for what I get to enjoy today, but, um, so so we're in the air, the flight attendant comes back, and, and they're going to feed us two or three times, and so she shows us the menu, and, you know, for one of the dinners, you can pick Chilean sea bass or filet, and, and she said, so we're going to serve about this time, but if you want to eat before or after, it's okay, just let me know, because we, um, we prepare your meal to order. It's, it's not, and, and I'm like, wow. I mean, my mind is blown. So then somewhere across the Atlantic, they're dimming the lights and everybody's getting ready to try and sleep for a while. And she comes by and says, would you like a mattress?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: and I'm like, well, if you have one, yes, I'd like one. And so she brings a four inch memory foam mattress. And then I'm one of those weird people who I like fabrics. And so, um, very tactile, and and so not only she bring this mattress, but it has like thousand thread count cotton sheets. <laughs> and I'm like, "Wow!" Um, and so we we get to now, Dubai is the busiest airport in the world, ninety thousand passengers a day crossing Dubai, and you do have to clear customs, which most of the time customs is not fun. Um, but on that flight and with that ticket. So like, you know, you can go to Disney World and and you can buy the extra Fast Pass to where you, you know, you go to the quickie line to go to the rides and attractions. Well, Emirates gives you a Fast Pass. And so you walk past thousand people in customs (laughs) and go in this other gate and you scoot right on through. And and I know I'm wearing this out, but I'm like, wow, this is cool. (laughs)
0: Um,
1: And then... You know, you're there for a couple of hours. That airport, the entire ground floor is for main cabin, and the entire second floor is for business, and the entire third floor is first class. And everything in business and first class is included in your ticket. So there's sleeping rooms and bathrooms where you can shower, and a bunch of different restaurants. And you just walk in and do whatever you want to do and walk out. <laughs> and, you know, I, I know I'm wearing out, wow, but I'm wowed.
0: And uh, they have a they have a mini bar, or they have an actual yeah they they have a full size bar in the in the first class, right, for the Emirates. Uh, on on one of on
1: their flagship planes, on that flagship plane, yes, you know, they have a full stand up bar. And I think Jennifer Aniston did those commercials, and it, it, you know it's, <laughs> it's a wow. I'm just saying, it's a wow. Um, and then you get to Thailand. It's the middle of the night, but you don't even know what day because you've been traveling 24 hours. And there's a driver with a sign and picks you up, and you crawl in the Mercedes, and he takes you for a 30-minute drive to the hotel, and, and you go upstairs and collapse. Um, and so, so that was just kind of a quick step-by-step through a customer journey map. And um, people who really practice great customer experience, number one, have a customer journey map, and then number two, work to optimize it to where each step a customer makes in that journey, that customer is judging your business. And they're judging on the one to 10, on the or the wow factor, even if they don't know they are. And so uh, progressive companies, uh, Emirates, uh, Zappos, um, you know, American Express, I mean, there's a bunch of companies out there that they want to wow you every step of the way. And, um, and it will work for your business too. So that's certainly a foundational premise of uh, romance your customer is treating people as you treat yourself and, and maybe even better than you would treat yourself. And, um, and when you do that, you put the customer first, um, you know. Great things will happen for your business.
0: Has any experience with a company surpassed you know what you just explained with the Emirates? Yeah. Or is that the thing that just burns into your mind? It's a uh, wow. Yeah, wow. So, so here's a here's another one, and this is
1: um, a previous client. Uh, And they'll be a future client, we're just not working with them right now. And when they came to me, they're the fifth largest credit card processor in the US. So um, they process for over a quarter million merchants. And so when you run your credit card through, they're actually doing the processing. And when they came to me, they were experiencing 21% attrition per year. So basically one out of every five customers is leaving every year. And it, it's a that's a really hard business. It's a brutal business. Um, and so people leave because their machine is broke or their terminals broke, or they're out of paper, their rep hasn't called them back, or, or somebody comes in and, it, you know, when you charge $100, the merchant might get, for example, $98. Well, if a competitor comes in and says, Well, I'll give you $98.02, which that would be two basis points, people will move, even though, I mean, you'd have to do millions of dollars for that to be meaningful at two basis points. So tough business. And when they came to me, they said, Okay, so we're losing one out of five customers a year. How can we stop that? And my truthful answer was, I don't really know. But if you'll work with us a while, we'll figure it out. And so many times in our businesses, it's the same way. We don't really know how it's going to work, but we need to start something. And, and one of two things will happen. We'll either get it right, so we'll win, or we'll learn. And learning is just a di- is just winning in a little different form. It's just a little slower form of winning. So. We worked with them for a couple of months. And then what we finally ended up with was we would take 10% of their file, so 25 or 30,000 customers a month, and we would call that customer up and we would say, uh, hello, Gilbert, this is Don Williams with XYZ Credit Card Processing, and we process your credit card traffic. And I just want to call and say thank you. We appreciate your business. Now, you probably don't have not had a call like that, and these merchants certainly had not had a call like that. So their response was almost universal. They're expecting someone to try and sell them something. And so their reply was, and what else? Why else are you calling? And, and that was pretty normal. And our reply was, hmm, I don't know is there anything i could do for you that i'm not doing now and at this point that skepticism has completely evaporated and the answer most of the time was no and you know thanks for calling no problem have a great day you know we'll see you later if we can ever help give us a call but occasionally the answer would be My terminal's broke, my machine is broke, I'm out of paper, my rep hasn't called me back, your competitor was in here, wants me to switch for two basis points, all kinds of different, you know, service-related issues to which we would reply, I'm so glad I called. I'm going to enter a ticket, and a service specialist is going to call you back within 24 hours and take care of that. Their response is kind of, wow, people are not used to people accepting responsibility. And then, very important, very important piece, the client had to follow through, which they did. And so I think it took us three years maybe to go through the file several times because we're only calling 10% of the customers a month. But here's what happened. The client came in experiencing 21% annual attrition. When the client suspended the campaign three plus years later, they weren't at 21% attrition, they were at six percent attrition. And so other factors involved, I don't know, maybe probably, but the biggest reason they went from 21 to 6 was as simple as an honest, intentional effort to say thank you. I'm glad you're my customer. Thank you. I appreciate you. Thank you. What else can I do? And there's some wisdom in there for any business. Are you thanking your customers meaningfully and often enough to where they know that they're appreciated? Because people act, they buy, they stay based on how they feel. really what they think it has to make sense it can't be nonsensical but people still are motivated to act based on emotion um, on romance not on intellect so that's a real good real world example of a client who enjoyed millions of dollars of return because we know the most expensive thing we do in our business is go get new customers it's much easier to keep
0: the customers we have and grow that business, so that's a that's a that's a good story of romance. Yeah, I mean, the uh, sounds like there's companies, you know, credit card processor companies, like um, no American Express also is a good example because uh, I I was wild by them before. Um, it was just the customer service agent just simply saying, "Thank you for being customer since you know this year and, uh, and all of that and uh, all, occasionally receiving a mail from them with uh with just a card that says thank you i I don't think they were trying to sell me anything they just had a card that said thank you on it
1: it's you know it's good business
0: to do good yeah exactly and it helps with the it helps with promoting your your company as well because people talk about your experience with uh with others and they do the marketing for you i mean they're they're become a a spokesperson
1: yeah so uh, i'm fortunate that i get to do some keynote speaking speak from big stages all over the world and i don't always share that emirates story but when i do share that emirates story people will come up to me afterwards and say you should do a commercial for emirates and i'm like i kind of just did you know it's not going to be on television but I'll bet everybody in here the next time they plan an international trip and are not going to fly main cabin, I bet they at least look at the fare. Yeah. You know, and so, and, and I, you know, I, I'm not a paid spokesman. I don't get anything from that, but I don't care, and your customers don't care either. If you knock their socks off, if they are wowed every time they deal with you. And I'll come back and we'll talk about that every time, part. But if they're wowed every time they deal with you, they're going to tell their friends and family, and you're going to get more business. Everybody knows that word of mouth is the best, but what's the problem with it? It's slow and it's uncontrollable. Well, you can accelerate word of mouth just by delivering romance. Mm. So let me go back and talk about delivering wow every time. So in the real world, it's impossible to do that. If I fly Emirates enough at some point on one of those touch points, I won't feel wow. I'll feel something less than that. If it's eight, nine, 10 from the business standpoint, I think that's good, you're fine. But if it's seven, six, five, four, three, two, one, there's a problem that needs to be addressed. So one of the beauty about the principle of wow and romance is this. If you're my customer and I consistently deliver wow, I consistently deliver that great romance, if I stumble sometime, if I make a mistake and and I don't get it right sometime, the average customer immediately forgives you. They're like, that's not how Dawn normally works. That's not how Don Williams Global normally works. And so they just give you a a get out of trouble pass automatically. Now, the thing is, is this, you can't need those passes too often because, you know, you don't have an unlimited supply, no matter how good the experience that you provide is. But if you if you deliver consistently deliver exceptional experiences people will be forgiving and if you do screw something up and i screw some things up you know be sure you get them on the phone look them in the eye say man i'm sorry i screwed that up how can i fix it and let's go on because the other thing is when you deliver romance you know people will forgive you and they'll let you make it up
0: so one of the stories I always tell um, people is my experience with uh, Ritz-Carlton. This is a story I tell not because um, you know, like they're paying—they're not definitely not paying me to do it—and like you said, I, I'm happy to do it. it. It makes me feel good to share the story. It makes me feel good to um, to promote them because I feel like that's me, you know, paying them back for that experience what I was also, so, so the story is actually, um, I know someone that works there as, um, you know, like a PR manager at one of the Ritz Carlton's in uh, Asia. I was visiting with a friend one time and they happened to not be there, but they had someone sent out to the lobby to help us out and say, Oh, are you, um, you know, so-and-so's friend. And, uh, they sat us down, we had a drink and, uh, when it came to, time for the bill to come like three servers came over to us one of them you know said out loud <laughs> so not out loud but so that both me and my guest can hear said sir the and I asked for the bill I said can I have the check please and they said sir the the bill has been taken care of by the house or some, some yeah along those lines and I was like wow wow yeah I was like Oh, I well, I was not expecting that. And there's three people there, like one server would have been enough, but there was three servers. And uh, I felt like a king. <laughs> the moment I felt like a king. And then my, my friend was looking at me, like, wow, you know, I think they were more wild than than I was, because like, why, why did of all the guests in the room that they decided to come up to me and 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 provide this. So that left the very favorable impression on them about me as well. So I feel like I will always remember that experience. It was kind of a double wow for you. They yeah. picked
1: up the bill. That was a wow. And then the elevation of your status and exactly. the size of your colleague, that was that was a second wow. So we were in um Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. Love Malaysia. And We're staying at the Mandarin Oriental, great hotel. And and certainly at a certain level in Asia, they deliver romance and wow, exceptionally well. Um, But I'm checking checking into the hotel and we've completed all the uh, necessaries, you know, card and ID and all that. And, but the check-in agent comes around she does not hand me the key she comes around and she has a an envelope which the keys in and she said I'll escort you to your room I'm like okay I could I could probably find the room <laughs> but, but but she escorts us to the room and when we enter the room um, you know there's a hallway past the closet and um, the front room and and when we get to the uh bedroom area the bellman is standing there at attention he has the bags and um and they show us the features of the room inquire if there's anything we need and uh you know there's not and then i think i think if if people deliver wow to you you want to certainly deliver it back and so if that's a generous monetary tip it's that if it's if it's asking their name and what was your name it's it's getting that name and saying um, you know Sam thank you so much for delivering this exceptional service to me Um, because people in those service jobs see a an unending line of people many of whom are dismissive to rude and um it it will do you well if you're generous with your time and money to people who deliver you exceptional experience And, and they'll deliver it to more people so um yeah to reward their behavior yes absolutely and certainly if you're american and you're traveling
0: you know to most of the world it's not expensive to be generous, and not only that, I have a friend. I didn't know that in I'm not sure like do you do you regularly tip at hotels, let's say on a daily basis? So what my friend does is every time he stays at a hotel, he puts a he leaves a tip on the on the table every day. For the housekeeper, yeah. To the housekeeper every day.
1: I love that.
0: Yeah. So what happens is, one time he comes back, he goes to the same hotel, and he likes to stay in a particular uh, part of the hotel. Uh, and It has a certain view and and all of that. So every yeah. time he is going to stay at the hotel in that country, the the staff notify him that his room his room has been prepared for him, yeah. and he just goes in there, and then uh, he has like five-star service um every time and the, what he does is he guarantees that that service in, in a yeah. way he's guaranteeing that he has a service because he's actually building a relationship with the with with the hotel as well so there's there's one way where that's a great point Gilbert. yeah there's, there's one way where the company provides the service and the other one is that uh, you ensure the service by first i, I remember in a. Uh, in a book um, by Jim Rohn, uh, he he mentions that his mentor Earl Schof, told him that instead of just tipping for the good service at the end, you ensure the service by fir- tipping first. When like he he goes into the restaurant and he 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 says, uh, "Here's five here's five dollars. Um, I'm here with my my friends. Uh, please take good care of them." And then he ensures that the the waiter is always there. You know. Making sure that you know everything is taken care of, rather than to leave it into the hands of the, the server.
1: Absolutely, and so and there's there's a couple ways to tip. One is monetarily, and one is your heartfelt time and attention. And I think you should do both, but um, I, I'm a big fan of tipping for the housekeeper uh, in in hotels. It's a minimum wage job. It's not necessarily a fun job. It's certainly a repetitive job, and um, we travel enough that sometimes we're in a hotel for a week. And I cannot tell you the great experiences I've had towards the end of the trip, just with a, a housekeeper coming up and hugging you, saying thank you so much. You don't know what this money means to my family. Um, you know because you've been there all week, and and any little extras. You know, you need or they can give. You know, they're going to take care of that. And so uh, you get that elevated status. And the, and the other, where, where I said, hey, that's a really good point. What I want to come back to is this. So companies don't have relationships with companies. People don't have relationships with companies. People have relationships with people in companies. And so if you, so I live in Dallas, Fort Worth. I fly a lot. So I fly American. American does not always have the greatest reputation for customer service. And so I'm in the wow business. I'm in the romancing business. I demand that we deliver exceptional experience, but I also want to enjoy exceptional experience. And so I'm fortunate enough to fly up front most of the time, but, very common and i'm not just picking on america this could be anybody except Emirates. (laughs) is for the flight attendant to come through up front and kind of get you something to drink many times they're not even looking at the passenger when they ask and much more common the passenger is not looking at the flight attendant we are not honoring them as a person So. I make it a point because I demand to deliver romance and I, and I want to receive romance. So when the flight attendant comes by, I'm sure that I look them dead in the eye and say, I'm sorry, what was your name? Now, their name is printed on their wings, but, but I don't want to do that. Okay, what is your name? Sally. Sally, thank you for serving me today. And then I typically ask for champagne and caviar. <laughs> now, <laughs> now they don't have champagne. They might have champagne, but but they certainly don't have caviar. they do. Well, at Emirates, and they do. <laughs> and Cutter, you know, there's a couple of them that do. Um, but but she's like, oh, I don't have caviar. And I'm like, well, if you will look real hard, if you can find some, I'll share. And you know, we laugh and giggle. And for the rest of the flight, I'm getting this white glove, red carpet, concierge level of service and the passengers around me are avoiding eye contact with the flight attendant, and he or she is avoiding contact with them. And it's, if you don't believe me, try it the next time you fly and watch how they, that flight attendant, because you gave a little personal attention, okay, will shower you with service and maintain the same normal level of service for everybody around you because they don't and um, it, it's it's not only a good way to fly, it's it, you know might be a good way to live
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean if doing that everywhere, I can imagine this quality yeah. of service you will receive is uh, will be elevated, and uh, you will feel much better Absolutely. as a person, so as um you know some of the listeners here are small business owners, entrepreneurs, how can they start to Romance the customer starting today, even where they with what they have, and um, to reference what we just mentioned was elevating their status. Because I I feel like that that's a very important uh, thing to do. Because thing is is often avoid is not avoided, but um, omitted or neglected. Because uh, we all want to feel good. We we all want to um, to feel like we are kings,
1: queens. We matter.
0: But uh, we're not because sometimes, uh, especially living in a, a city, it, it can be uh, you know, hustle and bustle, and people just uh, ignore, you no, know, ignore each other, and uh, they're just trying to get a service done and then just go about their way. But to have that human touch is is rare. So how how can these, how can our listeners um, take advantage of being able to add value to their customers by elevating their status, and how can they do so?
1: I'll give you two quick tips. Great question. And the first tip is this. A couple of years ago, I, I have this little silver bucket on side, on top of this, inside of this silver bucket. I have a card where I wrote gratitude. And I knew I wanted to work on my gratitude. And so I took this card, put it in the silver bucket and this silver bucket, it sits on the credenza behind my desk. But for about a year, it would go in the car with me, it'd go in the truck with me, it would sit on my desk at the office, it'd sit on my desk at my home office, it would sit in the den, And, and i just carried it around with me because this was a reminder that I wanted to be sure I practiced gratitude. And so I started out just real simple, just taking a notebook, a journal, and every day writing three things that I'm grateful for this. I'm grateful for this, I'm grateful for this. And the funny thing about the intentional practice of gratitude is the more you practice gratitude, the more grateful a person you become. Um, and you, oh and by the way, the tip is you can't repeat the three. you know, you have to do something new. And so pretty soon you're looking for things to be grateful for. And um, and when you have that aura of gratitude around you, It's gonna be really easy to deliver exceptional experiences to other people. And the the second step is perspective. So I have to, human beings are very selfish. We are. And so we always see, see things through our eyes and we can't help it. That's how we're built. But to deliver romance, I need to see things not through my glasses, but through your glasses, how do you see it? And um, when you see things from the other person's perspective, you'll do the right thing most of the time as far as that other person's concerned. And just like the flight attendant at American, you know, sometimes they're doing, I mean, I landed about 10.30 last night from Omaha and they had one more flight. To do, and so, in the U.S. on domestic, you know, they can they can work up to fourteen hours a day. So if they're a regional, on a regional route, they might do three, four, five trips. And so you think about that. So let's just say it's four trips a day. And they don't work every day, but maybe every other day. And so they work 150 days a year. So 600 trips a year, and maybe a on a regional plane like that out 100 people so you know that's a, that's a that's an unending line of people and if you've ever people watched at the airport or on an airplane some of them are not fun and so if you stand out with that aura of gratitude that has enveloped you because of your intentional practice of gratitude and if you look at things from the other person's point of view you'll be a phd in romancing your customer
0: Mm, sound advice sound advice so coming to the conclusion of all this do you have any um aside from the two tips you just gave do you have any um parting advice for those that want to really wow their wow their customers or even wow people around them do you have a a go-to so I i think
1: i think gratitude and perspective will will is is the first place to start and then as applies to your business and you can google it or you can reach out to me on my website or social media or whatever but understand what a customer experience map is and strategically view the journey that your customer takes when they do business with your company and ask yourself from their perspective from their glasses how can i do this better and when you do that you'll improve that experience and you'll get at first you'll start getting some wows and then you'll start getting a lot of wows and um in my experience with my own businesses and my clients are that when you get those wows, when you're playing from your heart, it's pure magic. What happens in your business.
0: Mm. And it doesn't have to be just your customers. It can be the, the people that you have just met. Um, your experience it could be a customer journey with them. Like how, how you can map that experience out. Let's say you meet. You absolutely can
1: and let me tell you one of the best compliments i get from uh, people who've seen me speak on stage and and reached out and then they're actually working you know intentionally looking to better the experience here's the best compliment i ever get They said you know i listened and i implemented because knowledge without action is just trivia it's not power knowledge Plus, implementation is power. I listened, and I put it to work, and it worked in my company. And you know what? It worked at home, too. And that's about the best compliment I can get.
0: Definitely. So, Don, for those that want to reach out to you, um, follow you, and contact you, work with you, even get your book, Romancing uh, Your Customer, how can they find you?
1: Well, thank you for asking, and I think I'm everywhere. But um, my website is donwilliamsglobal.com, and and I'm on LinkedIn and Facebook and Twitter and Instagram, Pinterest, YouTube, and uh, you know we're we're maybe not everywhere, but we're a lot of places. But probably simplest is just connect connect with me at donwilliamsglobal.com, and we have a bunch of free stuff, and and we have people who buy stuff too. Uh, But that's probably easiest isn't the website, donwilliamsglobal.com.
0: So thanks a lot. I appreciate you for coming on the show, Don. Thank you for inviting me. I'm honored to be here. Yeah, I loved I loved your sharing your stories. And I'm sure our listeners have gotten a lot of value out of it. So with that, um, we conclude our episode this week. So check us out every week for a new episode. And we will see you on the next one. Thank you for coming to the show, Don. Thank you, Gilbert. Thank you for tuning in to today's episode. You can find more episodes every Tuesday. If you haven't done so, please subscribe for more updates as they come. Until next time.